Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. If you're enjoying Unwell, you should also check out World Gone Wrong, the new show from the Unwell team. World Gone Wrong is a cozy chat show hosted by best friends Malik and Jamie set in a wildly fictional world. Malik and Jamie were roommates when the world ended. Now, separated by half the country, literal acid rain, werewolves, aliens, and more, they start a chat podcast to stay in touch and work through the increasing uncertainty of their new apocalyptic reality. Each week, Jamie and Malik will tackle topics like, should I change my office hours to accommodate vampire students? What if the body snatcher that took over my ex is nice? When did the kudzu start humming like that? Malik and Jamie are here to help. World Gone Wrong stars Michael Turrentine, who plays Wes in Unwell, and Hilary Williams, who plays Joey. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com and stay tuned for a trailer at the end of the episode. Listen to World Gone Wrong wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, this is Eleanor. I am coming to you today wrapped in my favorite, coziest sweatshirt. It's a black zip-up hoodie from Mount Absalom's 75th Annual Celery Festival. It is both cozy and a little creepy. So if you want to join me in repping unwell while being so very comfortable, please go check out our merch store. We have hoodies and t-shirts and tank tops, and also some things that are not for wearing on your body, like uh, coffee mugs, tote bags, and stickers. I suppose you could probably wear a tote bag on your body if you really, really wanted to, but it might be a little odd. Uh, So go check it out. All these things are at our website at unwellpodcast.com. That's unwellpodcast.com. That's a very good question. Spencer, right? I'm glad you asked that, Spencer. You're 100% correct. This projection only works if we ignore a fundamental assumption of Newtonian physics. Now, I know that is asking a lot, but follow me for a moment. As a thought, you know, a thought experiment, what if... Rudy? Dorothy? This is a nice surprise. I forget, have you been inside the observatory before? Often. First time for me. Ohio! Rudy, were you talking to somebody? 
when we first came in? I was. Rudy, who were you talking to? <clears throat> Class, this is Dorothy. Wait, Dot, she might prefer Dot. Either one, but... And this is Wes. Hi. So this is a thing... This is a thing I do. Uh-huh. You pretend that you're... I pretend that I'm teaching a class. So that... It helps me organize my thoughts. Who's Spencer? Spencer. Spencer sits right there, back row, next to Judith. Uh-huh. Or at least he does when he shows up. And who else? Just a few. Keith, Rajiv, Cecilia, and then Holly and Heather down front. I'm an elective. It's a small group, but very dedicated. Except for, um, Spencer. Now let's not be too hard on Spencer. He works doubles at the Waffle House to pay his tuition. It's okay. You could say it. I know. It's strange. I was hoping that maybe if I kept going with it, it would stop being strange, but I'm... I realize it's just going to keep being strange. It's unusual, Rudy. Then again, I'm not one to say unusual is the same thing as strange. That's kind of you. That's kinder than I've gotten before. Class dismissed. So, what brings you both here? You haven't been back to the house in six days? I haven't. You didn't know that? It's already Monday. It's Tuesday. Morning? Afternoon. Rudy. Wow. Right. Wow. Did I miss anything? There was a fire in the woods. Wow. And I'm not sure I heard this right, but I think some campers got eaten by wolves. Say what now? Hey, can I take a look around? This place is kind of awesome. I can't believe I've never come here before. Sure, Wes. Knock yourself out. Don't really knock yourself out. He said eaten by wolves? They're still investigating. Eaten by wolves isn't some kind of charming local expression that means something other than what it sounds like. I'm not sure... Did you see what color Joe and Annie painted their dining room? I swear, those two have been eaten by wolves. No, nobody says that. Listen, Rudy, I came here to talk to you. I run a boarding house. I know that. For now, anyway. Is the bank... uh... What? Oh, I'm not worried about that. Chester's going to send me a bunch of stern letters, but he'd never have the spine to actually come after me for it. What I mean is... If you're going to be sleeping here, I can't in good conscience keep charging you for room and board. In my defense, I don't think I've been sleeping. Or eating properly, from the look of it. Here. In the hope you were still alive, we brought along a stack of sandwiches and a six-pack of celery soda. What's in the thermos? This is mine. Don't be greedy. I wasn't... It's water. Huh. That's strange. I'm having deja vu, or a sense memory. Maybe those two are the same things. Something about a water bottle? I gave you an errand. That's right! You asked me to pour a bottle of water on the stones downstairs. Which you did. Absolutely I did. Would you mind explaining to me why I did that now? It's a family superstition is all. Something we Harpers have been doing for dog's years. But because... It's a long story. My god, such a long story. I'll tell you some other time when you're not so bone-tired. Fair. Are you coming back to the house anytime soon? I don't know. I'll bring you a pillow. Promise me you'll use it? I promise. For sleeping? I promise! Jesus, look at you. You're like a scarecrow with half its stuffing out. Do you have a cot? No, I'll bring you a cot. Wes? Yeah? Remind me when we get back home that I need to bring Rudy here a pillow and a cot. Here. 
get some rest. Right now. Dot's orders. I'm fine. You're a million miles away from fine. Give me your phone. I'm setting an alarm. This will wake you up in six hours. You can keep boring your imaginary class with whatever, all this math mumbo-jumbo, after you wake up. Two hours. Two hours is plenty. Six. Four. Five. Final offer, and you don't have enough fuel in your tank to fight me. No, no, you're right. Five. Oh, five will do me good. Oh. Remember to remember to read the packet I gave you on Brunel's work. Brunel's work. Radio pulsars. Rudy, you already dismissed your class. Remember? Oh. Right. Rudy. You did water the stones, didn't you? Rudy? I trust you. Wes and I will be back in a bit. Enough scientists for a while, Dot. Next time, a nice, simple serial killer. Hold on, hold on. What? Wait, what? What time is... Five hours should have been... What? Oh, of course. Of course you did. You say six, I talk you down to five, you set it for ten. Solid scheming, Dorothy. (laughs) And you weren't wrong. I needed it. Fine. Thank you for the cop, by the way. You're not here. Where was I? Class, does anybody here understand what I wrote on the chalkboard? No. Okay. Me neither. Let's maybe... Let's forget about this. Never happened. Delete it from your mind. Control A. Control X. How about... How about... How about we get away from theoretical physics for a bit? Maybe today, tonight, let's call this a review session. Spencer, I'm glad you're here for this. No, there's not going to be a quiz. Sit down. A review of what we know about the Mount Absalom Observatory. Scratch that. What we think we know about the Mount Absalom Observatory. Let's go around the room. Holly. Yes, records indicate it was established sometime late 19th century. Keith. Yes, the telescope is broken. Very funny. What can you tell me based on the pieces that were still in the basement? Good. Yes, a standard Cassegrain reflector. Now, who remembers what we discovered when we looked at the mirrors? Yes, Rajiv, exactly right. But raise your hand next time. It looked like it might have had some early version of the Dahl-Kirkham design, which means it was probably constructed after... 
Heather. 1928. On the money. So. 1909. Hmm? The telescope was designed in 1909. That's not likely, Cecilia. I'm not Cecilia. You're not? Then, then who are you? Hello? <laughs> Wait, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, class, I'm sorry. I seem to have, well, <clears throat> I don't know how to say it exactly, but I think I fell asleep for must have been a minute or two. Uh, right in front of you, out like a light. And I do apologize. You have every right to expect better of me. I've been, you know the phrase, burning the candle at both ends. Yes, Spencer, I know you get it. Anyhow, where were we? The telescope. As Rajiv and Heather observed, the pieces of the telescope we found appear to follow a doll Kirkham design, which should indicate that it was built in the late 1920s. But, um... Maybe it's worth doing some more investigating into that. What else do we know? Yes, Judith, that's what I was waiting for. Observatory built on top of another structure. That's not important. What? You're looking at the wrong thing. Class, I think we have a new- Stop that. I'm sorry, who am I talking to? I know I heard you. I'm wide awake this. <laughs> Wait. Hold on, hold on. Um. Okay. Um. I seem to be. Wow. Class, class dismissed. No, no homework. You all get some rest. Self care. It's. It's important, it seems. I'm going to lie down for a bit. Point taken. You're not a young man anymore. You cannot work the same way you did in Egypt. This isn't burning the candle at both ends. It's throwing the whole damn thing in the fire. Just a few more hours. Enough to get my head back in order. Get up. Take another look at the telescope. 1909. That can't be right. Shut up, Rudy. Hold on. Now, just hold on one minute. There is still a building under the basement. Why wouldn't that be important? I assure you, Dr. Felton, it simply is not. You're not in my head, are you? No. Not a hallucination? No. You're somebody I'm really talking to right now who is really, right now, talking back to me in a voice I am hearing through my ears. Do people hear through other body parts now? It's so hard to keep up. Which means you're either a ghost or a radio signal, or the ghost of a radio signal, or the radio signal of a ghost. What? Stop that! Sorry. I'm still processing this. Um... 
what do I call you? Do you have a name? Nora. Just Nora. Just Nora for now. Are you only a a voice, or do you have a physical form? Is sound no longer considered physics? No, that's not what I meant. It's so hard to talk about. How do I... Do you have an appearance? Would that make you more comfortable? I'm running on fumes and talking to a ghost. Comfortable doesn't seem likely. You'd take me more seriously if you could see me. I already take you very seriously. I'm unsure that you do. Do, 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 This is my appearance. Hello? Hello. I'm Rudy. I know who you are, Dr. Beltham. Rudy. I've been watching you for weeks. So I'm gathering. Well, I am very glad that you decided to introduce yourself. In person, I suppose. In person, yes. Such as it is. Am I what you imagined? I didn't even know you existed until five minutes ago. You expected someone pale and dreadful, perhaps? The governess from Henry James? Yes, thank you. My English is very good indeed. I didn't... I'm quite happy that you're impressed. Nora! I'm from Boston, you see. By way of Liverpool. But from there, by way of Bihar. Nora, I wasn't about to ask you any of that. No? No. Bihar is... A region of India, I know. I've been there. Have you? I never have. My father often spoke of it fondly. Some years back, there's another abandoned observatory on the roof of Langbat Singh College. But listen, I promise you, I wasn't going to ask. I'd like to know when, though, if you don't mind. When? You said the telescope was designed in 1909. It was. Which is information you have because... I was here when it was built. Gotcha. Because I'm the one who built it. Surely that must surprise you. I doubt there were many women in America during that time with such knowledge of astronomical instruments. Even if there were, I doubt we'd have known about them. None of you had heard of me before. I'm not the first person you've spoken to. Since you became a ghost, I mean. You're perhaps the 25th or 26th. Unless you're the 50th or 100th. It's so hard to keep up. Am I the first ghost you've spoken to? You're not, actually. But you are the first who's spoken back. I'm going to ask a really basic question. Are we cool? Cool? Uh, good. Simpatico. With each other. I'm not 100% clear on what kind of haunting this is. Are there many kinds? Oh, certainly. I've only ever experienced this one. Well, and please keep in mind, parapsychology isn't my field of expertise, more like an, um, an occasional hobby. But either you don't mind my being here, or you really want me to leave. Do you want me to leave? No. Good! Great! Not at the moment. I'll take it. Hold on. Cool with me staying. Follow-up question. Is there something you need me to do? A task. I feel like that's common. A task? So you can move on. Move on? To wherever. Do you want me to leave? No, that's not what I said. Where is it you suppose I need to go? I have no idea. I've studied even less theology than I have parapsychology. May I stay here? Is that allowed? Is that acceptable to you? Of course it's allowed. I'm not saying I want you to leave. I'm saying that if you had wanted to leave, that if there was something you needed done so that you could leave, that if there was something you needed done that I could do for you that would allow you to leave, if you wanted to leave, then, then, that's 
That's all that I am saying. I understand. Anyhow, no pass. I do have a dance. Oh? Yes. It's very funny. I forget. This is different than the last time, or the last 20 times, whichever one you are. You would come into the observatory, not you, those before you. You would do everything but the one thing I wanted. So I would speak to you, I would tell you what I wanted, and you wouldn't do it. You would leave. So I stopped asking. What did you want? Give me a moment. Lower it down, lower it down. When completed, this will be the largest telescope in Behold! I mean, it's inappropriate for a Viewing the heavens through a telescope is a telescope. Telescope. That's right. I'd like you to help me build it. Rebuild it, that is. There are parts that need to be reacquired, and there's only so much I'm able to do in my state, you see. How did you do that? How did I do what? Just now. I heard... You heard that? Yes. I don't know what I just heard, but I heard an awful lot of it. Fancy that. I never knew you could hear that. I wonder if that's why so many of you ran away screaming. What is it? This? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Echoes. Echoes of every word ever spoken, every sound ever made inside of this building. How far back? November 10th, 1911. That's... More specific than I expected. That's the day I figured out how to do it. Three days after I died. Every word and sound. All of them. Are you a ghost? A ghost! Ghost! God, please don't hurt me. Or the ghost of a radio signal. Or the radio signal of a ghost. When my alarm was going off earlier. Yes, I apologize. That was you. I didn't keep nodding off. You were just messing with me. I kept changing my mind about speaking with you. I didn't trust you yet. What? Me? Why wouldn't you trust me? Because you lied to your friend. I did what? Your friend. The older woman who comes here to pour water on the floor. Dot? You told her you performed her ritual. I did. Are you going to do it? I don't know. I don't pour it out. I don't pour it out. Those are two different horror stories. And then I didn't do it? Not that I saw. I was watching you very closely. That's rotten of me. I'll have to apologize to her. Thank you for telling me. Listen, you can trust me. I don't lie to my friends. Is that not what you'd expect a liar to say? <clears throat> so, this thing you do. The observatory, it's, um, it's like some kind of echo trap? Trap? I don't like trap. Sanctuary. Yes, this building is an echo sanctuary. I keep the echoes. Then again, I'm not one to say unusual. The same thing is strange. That's amazing. Is it? I suppose it must be. Were I you with no understanding of me, with no understanding of the angles I perceived, the dimensions I hadn't known before? To you, this is amazing. To me, this is simple. Another form of algebra. The echoes occur, and I know it forever, and then I can recall it as I wish. This is all fascinating. Let me make sure I have all of this correct. Your name is Nora. You built that telescope, the pieces of which I found in the basement, around 1909. And then you died November 10th. No, scratch that. That's not what you said. November 7th, 1911. 
somehow, and I'm not going to understand how you're doing it, but somehow you have a catalog of every sound that ever occurred in the observatory since a few days after you died. And all this time, you've been waiting for somebody to help you rebuild your telescope. Is that all of it? That hardly sounds like all of it. It might be enough of it. You know what's especially amazing about this, Nora? No. I'll tell you. The reason I'm here in Mount Absalom, why I was in Bihar for that matter, I'm doing a large-scale project on something I call Forgotten Astronomy. I've never heard of this. No, of course you haven't, because I made it up. That sounds bad. I don't mean made it up like it's fake. I mean made it up like nobody else was studying it. See, I have a hypothesis, which is that every time we've made a breakthrough in science, any science, chemistry, medicine, astronomy, any time we move forward, we leave things behind. And most of these things should be left behind. But maybe some of those things were still useful and we shouldn't have left them behind. And maybe if we found them, if we remembered them, then we can bring them forward and think of new ways to use them. Huh? That seems sensible. Thank you! So I go searching. Little clues here and there. Something that looks like it might be an equation carved on a stone Mayan calendar. A set of navigation tools on display in the Royal Museum. A telescope in an observatory in a small town in Ohio with a Dahl Kirkham design that predates Dahl Kirkham by two decades. Then you will help me repair the telescope. Are you kidding me? The only reason I hadn't done that already is that I had no idea where to begin. There weren't any plans that I could find. Although, you know, I probably should have asked Abby about that. But wait! Now I don't have to, do I? I've got the woman who built it right here. Sort of. Mostly. Enough. Enough! And you help me with my project at the same time. And as long as we're working, perhaps you can help me figure out what's going on with whatever building is... No. But... I've already told you, it's not important. It doesn't have to be important, Nora. It just has to be interesting. There's nothing to help you with. There's nothing down there. There's an entire building down there. That's nonsense. When you create a structure, you knock down the old structure first. You don't cover it with tons of earth and concrete and then built on top of it. Nora, you do get what I'm saying here. You're a scientist like me. I'm an astronomer like you. Neither of us are archaeologists. You know what? It's okay. You don't have to help me. But you, as far as I can tell, don't really have the mass to stop me either. I've existed in this building in one form or another since 1908, and I know every single inch and particle of this place in multiple vectors. I need you to respect that I'm an authority on this observatory, Rudy, including whatever you think you need to discover underneath it. And if you can't do that, then I will have to reconsider what kind of haunting this is. All right. I think I... All right. Let me tell you about my telescope. You should probably write this down. This episode features Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Marsha Harmon as Dot, Michael Turrentine as Wes, Anuja Vaidya as Nora Tendulkar. 
Written by Bilal Dardai. Sound design by Ryan Sheely. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Reuter. Unwell lead sound designer, Ryan Sheely. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By HeartLife NFP. HeartLife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. This show would not be possible without the support of our patrons on Patreon. We release some really cool extra content there, and if you are a super fan of Unwell, I bet you'd really enjoy it. Over the last couple of months, we've shared a mini-episode about When Spikes Met Joey, written by Jessica Best, a long interview that Jeffrey did for the podcast Family Ghosts, and some really silly conversations that Jeffrey and I recorded while on a road trip. If you want to be a patron, you can find the information on our website or at patreon.com slash heartlifenfp. That's patreon.com slash heartlifenfp. And a huge thank you to our supporting producers on Patreon, James Battle, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, and Caitlin White. Thank you all so much. When Spencer's grades slipped last semester, he almost lost his financial aid. Rudy's class started a study group at the Waffle House. They called it Peltham's Planets and Pancakes. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. (laughs) I mean, you could like up the energy a little bit. You could up the energy. I actually don't take notes. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. (laughs)